Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 378, recorded live on Saturday, September 20th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who's still under the weather, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who's under a ceiling, Andy Lowe. Hi. Ah ha ha ha. Ah ha 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 ha. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> if we were in chat right now, I would do my ha-ha-ha, enter, ha-ha, enter, ha-enter, uh, and then dot-dot-dot. Ha. Is there a, a chat equivalent to slow clap? That's what I, I... I don't know. You could just do slash slow clap. That could work. Yes, I am a little still under the weather, semi-sorta. Kinda. Maybe. A bit. There's stuff in my chest, is what it feels like, but it's better. It is significantly better. I made my eggs this morning, so I am all clear up in the nasal area. Oh, yeah, because you put the Tabasco in it. Tabasco and horseradish. Whoa! I gotta try these eggs sometime. They, it's, it's a bit of a kick, especially yeah. since you know how much horseradish I normally eat. Right. Well, because horseradish is delicious. It is delicious. So yeah, that definitely clears up the nasal passages a bit. Have you tried raw horseradish? Like actually like buying the root and shaving it myself? Well, you, you can actually just eat the root, so you, you slice it. I've had uh, radishes. Very close? different. Very different? No, very different. Hmm. Very different. I don't know. Okay. Something to try sometime. It's uh, it's pretty interesting because it's it is just as spicy, <laughs> but it's also really, really, really bitter. This well, is why in Passover it's referred to as the bitter herb. Well, yeah, I was going to say that's why we call it the bitter. Well, that's why you call it the bitter herb. I just repeat what you, I say. You you can say we call it that. True. You go. You've gone to Passover for how many years <laughs> many, in a row? Many many years. I should find out when that is. Figure out what I'm doing for it this year. Are you Googling when Passover is? I am. I'm, I might be Googling Passover for 2015. Okay. April 3rd. Yeah. But it's a Friday. That actually works out well. That does. Hmm. I'll have to keep I that should, in mind. I should send myself a note about that. Send you a okay. reminder of, hey, Passover's on April 3rd? Yeah, well, so that I can take the time off. Mm, yes. Because the kind of cool thing is I can take time off, like, years in advance one of my coworkers on my team actually has a a he has vacation time already allotted in 2017 oh, and it's been there for 4 years what did he, what did he plan 7 years in advance well i'll give you a hint what can you plan 7 years in advance um it's either the olympics or some sort of sporting event 2017 2017 you know it's yeah it's not one of those years August 21st. Isn't that some sort of lunar Go eclipse? look it up. Go look it up. August 21st, 2017. I was right. It was an eclipse. Yes, but you were wrong. It is not a lunar eclipse. I, I was close. You were very close. I remember something about an eclipse, and I was that. I have to get points, because that one was entirely in the memory banks. It was just filed incorrectly. It is the total solar eclipse. It will be the first total solar eclipse in a very long time that can be seen from anywhere in the continental u.s oh yeah so you got to be down in like missouri or tennessee for this one no no you don't you can see a total solar eclipse from anywhere in the continental u.s i thought you have to be in that small little path though for that's the center yeah hmm so if you get into this one part in kentucky yeah that's just where it lasts, like, the longest. Yeah, the greatest eclipse. Oh, you could head so, down to Bowling Green. He, he is taking a family vacation, and they are going to go somewhere, probably the desert, where they will be guaranteed clear skies. Hmm. Should put that on my calendar. Go for it. Well, not now. I, we're too busy doing a podcast. No, it didn't stop me from looking up the eclipse. True. So, speaking of space... Yeah. That could segue perfectly <laughs> into one of our topics. Hey, guess what? We're going back to space. We, we've been going back to space. Yeah, but we've been hitching rides. <laughs> we've been paying the Russians a lot of money to go and back hitch, to space. Yeah, hitching rides. Um, and, and with all the recent developments in Russia, 
I don't know that that's a good thing. Yeah. So NASA went out and talked with SpaceX and their their Dragon capsule and talked with Boeing. And now we have the capability to go back to space ourselves. What's the timeline on that one? It's just, what, 20? Do not know. Because I know this is not going to be right away. No, unfortunately not. Has the has Boeing's capsule actually been up to the... Uh... Yeah. Oh, it has? Remember? It docked itself. I thought that was the dragon that docked itself. Yeah. Oh, Boeing's capsule. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think Boeing is actually going to send a capsule. I think Boeing is assisting the dragon. No, no, no. They they have their own space capsule. It's a CST-100. I remember oh, that Oh, well, that's, that's... No, that has not gone up. At least not that I know of. So out of the six or seven or eight million dollars that the NASA contract was, SpaceX got two, or sorry, 6.8 billion. Sorry, that's a B, not an M, but a B. So out of the 6.8 billion contract, SpaceX got 2.6 billion after, you know, proving that they can have already done it. And Boeing got 4.2 billion for something that may or may not have actually gone up there. Let me. I mean, it's Boeing. So it can, they, they've done, they've gone up there before, but just not with. Well, not even that, like, it's Boeing. It, I, I trust that company to be able to do what they say they're going to do. What was that plane, the fighter jet that was, or was that Lockheed Martin? That's Lockheed. Okay. Boeing lost that contract. <laughs> oh, and look what Lockheed did with it. Yeah, well, Bo- Boeing's idea wasn't exactly fantastic either. Theirs also looked silly. Uh, you can you can look it up. It's the JSF. Oh yeah, the Joint Joint Strike Fighter. Yeah. So you look up Boeing JSF, and it it's just kind of a that's a, a a weird picture. That it it looks like a pregnant fighter jet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Boeing didn't get that contract. No, instead we got the Lockheed F thirty five, which was just plagued with continues to be problems. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow, if you go to the Wikipedia article on the F-35, uh oh, there. if you go down to the third topic there, program cost increases and delays, and then you <laughs> keep scrolling, and then you keep scrolling, and oh look, it finally ends, but the next paragraph is concerns over performance and safety, and that keeps scrolling, and keeps scrolling. Yeah, there are some people who are pretty upset with this. That, wow, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when when you think about it, this is not an original statement, but government contracts go to the lowest bidder. Very true. But it also is probably some sort of nepotism in there as well. Yep. Like there's there's times when you get what you pay for, and that's not always a good thing. The problem is we kept paying for it. Yep. <sighs> but yay for NASA, at least grabbing SpaceX. Yay! We get to go back to space. We, we've been going back to space. There are currently people up in the International Space Station right yes, now. Yes, but they didn't get there from a U.S. piloted or U.S. controlled vehicle. No. So we're not hitching rides to space anymore. Correct. Gotcha. Let's see if there's a Launch America timeline. Ooh, that would be cool. No, I don't want past... No, I don't want historical timelines. This is okay. This was not. This was not planned out well on my part. <laughs> so, what's going on with Rock Band? Other than the fact I've got two guitars sitting here, gathering dust. Yeah. Uh, so you remember a, a few years ago, Harmonix said, "Okay, we're done with the Rock Band updates. No more store." Yes. But you also recall, even before that there was the Rock Band Network where people could upload their own stuff. No, I don't remember that. We talked about it on the show. <laughs> We've talked about many things on the show. Eight years. Uh, Rock Band Network was, was user-generated content. People could upload their own things. Okay. So that's been around. That never died. But now it's, it's kind of dying. Uh, Harmonix won't allow any new submissions. They're going to let it just kind of fade away. <laughs> They're going to let the rock band song just fade out. Yep. I'd kind of like to see, they, they'll never do it, but I'd kind of like to see them be like, okay, everything's free. Oh, that's no way that's going to happen. Here, just go download it. That's not going to happen. That's, 
the music industry will not let that happen. Heck, there was problems here when they were even just trying to keep stuff on that they already had gotten licenses for. When they tried to renew the licenses, the music companies were like, we want more money. And, and Rock Band's like, we aren't making money. <laughs> what do you mean you want more money? It's, it's Nothing has changed in our end. We, have, we are not making any more money from this. Yep. You can't buy it in stores anymore. So I should probably remove the rock band stuff that's been on my Christmas wish list for I don't know how long. Uh, unless you want it used. No, I'm good. It's hard enough trying to find a brand new iPod classic. eBay! Yeah. Do you know what the price is currently going for on eBay? Nope. About $350 for one brand new unused. Isn't that what it costs? No, it's about 230 I think. Brand spanking new. Let me tell you. Uh, iPod Classic 160 gigabyte 6th generation $250 buy it now iPod Classic 7th generation brand new 160 gigabytes $240 that's what it was brand new okay so now it's gone up by a hundred and something I mean here's a 7th gen black for $237.50 with 34 people watching it glad we bought Laura's when we did yeah, there's currently one uh, waiting for us at a Walmart down in Sturgis for us to pick up. Yeah. Apple has killed the classic. I don't really care. <sighs> but it was you such, do? It was such a nice, large, decent MP3 player. What do we have now? Something that's what? Uh, the max size of the iPod touches? Yes, I know I could get a micro SD card. Well, no, even 160 gigabytes. You can't even get that on micro sd unless you well what, what is i'm looking there are 64 gig micro sd cards they are very expensive okay so maybe i find an sd card 64 gigs 256 gigabytes is a hundred dollars yep so i'd have to find another mp3 player that can take sd cards in order to match the ipod <clears throat> classic i don't know i feel like Especially since they didn't even give any warning about it. They just went poof and made it they disappear. Didn't, they didn't call it out either, did they? No, they it didn't was, call it out. It just it's just removed from the store. Yeah. No announcement, no nothing. It was like, hey, iPhone 6, and then literally just behind their back, they pulled out the iPod Classic and just threw it away. It, it was literally like, uh, look over here, yoink. Look, look at the shiny. And yes, the timeline for the uh, Launch America Space Taxi Program is uh, 2017. For the first actual launch. So, we got a couple of years on that one. Okay. But we got less time to wait for the new Deadpool movie. Yeah! Yay, Deadpool. Did you ever watch that, that like, five-minute, eight-minute demo clip? reel? The demo reel. Do you mean the short little, the one, the, the little two-minute test footage that yeah. was released? Yeah, was it just two minutes? Yes. I thought it was longer than that. No, it felt longer than that, but it wasn't. Well, no, I didn't mean, like, it felt boring, but I felt like it was a lot of stuff all together in that one little two-minute clip. So, did you watch it? Yes. Okay. I thought it was funny, but that's Deadpool. Yes. Deadpool is... Have you read the Deadpool comics? No, no, I haven't. Okay. So, there's, I mean, there, there's multiple incarnations of Deadpool uh, and multiple interpretations of Deadpool. And I'm worried that they're going with the one that they did in the video game, where it's the lol random type of crazy Deadpool. Okay. As opposed to the, like, seriously is... is, is crazy but is also a, a deep down a good guy kind of like punisher ah except punisher i don't know if he's actually deep down a good guy <laughs> punisher i think is just basically a revenge story punisher is also insane yeah but like yeah the 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 scroll invasion series secret invasion uh deadpool was was in there as well and he 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 like lets himself get captured so that he can find out what's going on and get some information. And it, the whole thing is, it's just, he's nuts. He's absolutely nuts, but he is a better planner than Batman. That's crazy. Yeah. Side note, are you going to watch Gotham on Monday? No. Okay, just curious. Because A, I don't know what it is, and B, you said watch, so I assume it's on TV, and I don't have television. It's on Fox. Oh, so I, I could get it if I plugged an antenna into my TV. Yes, and it's uh, it's a story about basically uh, the origin of everybody. But this is like back when um, Bruce's parents are first killed, and Gordon is just first coming into the police department. So it's Smallville. Yeah. For Batman. 
Yes. If you want to look at it that way, yes. Okay. I'm good. All right. You you let me know how it is. Okay. Laura's watching Smallville, actually. Not Arrow? Uh, she was watching Arrow for a while and then stopped. Ah. I don't, I don't know why she stopped. She might have caught up on it. Well, it's going to start back up again in next week. I do okay. Believe. So anyway, Deadpool. Yeah. Here's, here's the, the biggest problem I have with this movie. Oh. I'm, I'm excited for this movie. I hope this movie goes really well. Um, it better be rated R. <laughs> yes. But this is not Marvel Cinematic Universe. People are like, oh, look at what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was so good. Yeah, that's, that's Disney. Do you know who owns Deadpool? Deadpool, I thought, was X-Men related, wasn't it? Close, yeah, like mutant related. He's a mutate. So, so who owns him? Probably Fox. Fox. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, hey, look at that. Now you start to see the concern. Yeah. Uh, now I've got apprehension. It's kind of how I've been feeling. I want it to be good. I want it to be nice. I want it to be fun. I want it to be Deadpool. But who knows what they're going to do with it. It's Fox. And Ryan Reynolds. And No. He did not not do great things with Green Lantern. And also, did you ever watch, unfortunately, Wolverine Origins? Yeah. (laughs) No. Well, uh, I don't know. It would be a different Deadpool. It would definitely, absolutely be a different Deadpool. They've, they've said that. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Aww. Right. Do we have happier topic? I mean, this is a happy topic. It should be a really happy topic, but I'm just really worried about it. What's going on with the Google car? So, to uh, refresh everyone's memory, particularly Andy's... <laughs> Thank you. Google said, hey, we've got pretty much an automated car. And the state of California said, hey, that's really cool. Uh, You have to put a steering wheel in there. And Google's response is, oh, you've made a law that says there has to be a steering wheel. We will put in a temporary steering wheel. So there is now a steering wheel in the Google automated cars. But it's like it, it looks like they grabbed a steering wheel from a kid's toy and put it in the car. But it's there. There is now a steering wheel. It looks silly in there it does look very very silly that's one of the things like well if you want us to have a steering wheel throw something in there for the time being but but just so you know this really is not a permanent decision yeah okay so that's that's kind of that that's the google car Hmm. what else we got have you heard of alibaba uh who was making jokes about that during mike mike yes during second thanksgiving was that Second Thanksgiving? I thought that was Passover. Uh, pretty sure that was Second Thanksgiving. Okay. Because I, did, I didn't do Passover. Gotcha. So Alibaba was the site where it's like, yes, you can order, uh, you know, costumes at, at like $4 a costume, minimum order 3000 And you are responsible for the shipping, not just in the sense of like you have to pay the shipping fee, you actually have to arrange for the container ship. Ringing a bell? Yeah. Well, it's a Chinese company. Okay. They just went public on the New York Stock Exchange. My guess is since they don't actually make anything, that the IPO went through the frickin' roof. Well, they, they, they make a profit. Well, yeah, I know, but they... They make a significant profit. Yes, like but Walmart... Way higher Walmart. than Amazon... Wall Street, the farther you get away from actual tangible products, for some odd reason, the more money that people want to spend on it. Well, people spent an incredible amount of money on this. Uh, It was valued at... I lost the page, so I'm waiting for it to load. But it was in the billions. I think it was like $20 billion. It raised $21.8 billion. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing. It's a Chinese company. Yes. Chinese law says foreign people can't own a Chinese company. So the company that people actually bought isn't Alibaba, but it is. But they're going through like some legal loophole where it's actually a company whose headquarters is in the Cayman Islands. This whole thing just, it smells sketchy, doesn't it? Or It is so sketchy. <laughs> How can I search for automobiles on Alibaba? What? Are you trying to buy a car? 
I just went to Alibaba.com, and then the first thing that popped up was auto and transportation. And so I looked up automobiles, okay. and they had, like, actual, like, automobiles. You can buy a CB6P286 uh, diesel engine pump. Actually, you can just buy a diesel engine. Or you oh, can buy man. new cars, i.e. Like entire cars? Entire cars. Motorcycles. Little tiny cheap Chinese electric cars. <laughs> or a little tiny cheap electric motorcycle. Well, no, but the, the, it's actually described as Chinese cheap electric mini car for sale. Wow. Minimum order, one unit. Hey, look at that. We have to actually request the price from the supplier, though. This site is so weird. I don't, this is, I don't know. This is strange. Yeah. 2013 Best Fashion Flame Resistant Wedding Sky Lantern of China. Price between 21 and 25 cents. Minimum order 100 pieces. Well, that would be actually good for a wedding because everybody does those sky lanterns now. So you just buy 100 of them? Yeah. Then you have to ship them. True. So this way, man, I, I'm. I'm I could spend hours just looking through this site. But all they do is just basically as a... They connect. They connect? They connect... Ooh, metallurgy, chemicals, rubber, and plastic? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. They... Metal scrap. I wonder. (laughs) Minimum order for magnesium ingots. You want to guess? 10,000. One metric ton. (laughs) (laughs) Minimum order, one metric ton. I, I guess if I were opening a forge? I, I don't know. Steel wire scrap derived from the shredding of wasted tires. Minimum order, 100 tons. <laughs> Aluminum scrap, minimum order, 20 metric tons. Who the hell is, is doing this? Well, you can buy, a, can't you, you can buy the aluminum scrap, melt it down, and reforge the aluminum. And then sell it? Yeah. Aluminum used beverage can scrap. Yeah, that's, it's... Believe me, I working at Hydro Aluminum for about a year. I learned all about the aluminum process. You know, aluminum is is a really hard metal to actually acquire, which is why a lot of it is recycled. Yep, a lot of it is recycled, which is perfectly fine. You don't get as much out of it that you put in, but still, you get a lot of recycled aluminum out of the process. Why are they selling chemical waste? Oh, they're not selling, they're selling containers for chemical waste. It just looks like they're selling chemical waste. (laughs) You can buy an oil purifier. This website is ridiculous. You know, reading that China book for the book club? Yeah? That puts China in different lights than what I originally thought. Some stuff is like, oh yeah, I knew that about China. But then other stuff is like, what the, what the, what the China? What the China? What the China? That even sounds like the wonderful English that you get. So speaking of buildings, things, and such. Yeah. At the International Manufacturing Technology Show in Chicago, Local Motors, which you might have heard about, I swear we talked about this with the uh, open source car that they were building. Nope, but okay. Yeah, what was the name of that thing? Hold on, let me find out what the name of it was. Uh, the Rally Fighters. It was the Rally, Rally Fire Fighter Automobile which was basically open sourced to be built. Um, They used some 3D printers and over the course of the show printed a car that actually worked. They 3D printed a car. They 3D printed a car. What about the engine? I'm not sure what was up with this car, but they, they printed the car, built it, and drove it within a period of six days. What about the engine? Did they 3D print an engine? Hold on, let's see. The car, which is just features just 40 parts, my guess is it's probably electrical. Okay. Because if you were 3D printing a car, my guess is you're going to make an electrical car because that's the easiest thing to, to add batteries to rather than trying, you know, 3D print a combustible engine. I feel like that thing would just blow up and there'd be plastic shrapnel everywhere. <laughs> what? What? From the printing process? No, I'm saying if you tried to print using ABS plastic a combustible, an internal combustion engine, I feel like that would not work. Oh, uh, not out of plastic. I don't know. Are there plastics that can take that? I'm not sure. So the fuel injector could be plastic as long as it could take the heat. But still, the amount of pressure that's in a cylinder wall, there's a reason why they're, you know, made out of metal. Well, Partly because it's always been made out of metal, because that was the material they had at the time. 
true. I'm just wondering, like, I don't know enough about plastics, but are there plastics that could take that kind of force and heat and abuse? You're trying to look it up, aren't you? I No, I'm looking up this 3D printed car right now. Let's see. If okay. I... The Strati. What is its propulsion? How does it move? This is the problem with local motors does a lot of their stuff open source. And so there's a lot of content on this website and it's hard to figure out exactly what's going on. It even looks like the wheel was 3D printed with plastic. Now the tire certainly wasn't. Well, it's just 3D. Right? No, yeah, that one you've got to... Uh, that, Andy, that's got to be electric. Yeah. There's no way they got an internal combustion engine into that. No. It is way too small. I'd also hate to take that over a speed bump. Okay, it's got to be so, pretty damn light. Uh, it's a two-seater car. Here we go. Yeah, I'm wondering if like those two people could actually just pick up the car. Uh, it has a range of 120 miles and max speed of 40 miles per hour, so it is electric. Okay. Still pretty impressive to, to 3D print all the pieces for a car. In six days. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Printing process took just 44 hours. And then the assembly took the other Four however days. long. Yeah. Well, that's assuming that they worked 24 hours a day. True. The printer could work 24 hours a day. The printer doesn't care. No. Well, the body of the car was printed as one piece. Mechanical components such as the battery, motor, wiring, and suspension were sourced separately. So those were not... The hardcore components were not 3D printed. Well, good luck 3D printing a wire. Yeah. Actually, I wonder how you could do that. Some sort of multiple heads where one could do some sort of... I mean, you, you don't want to melt out the metal for the wire, right? Yeah. That, that would be very hot. Yes. Uh, but you could, you could extrude it. Well, you're still going to get some heat from the extrusion process. Yeah, but it'll be a lot cooler. True. You also could, you know, extrude it, make it a long spool of wire, and then kind of just like lay it in, and then 3D print. And then print on top of it. Yeah. If if the material that you're using to 3D print is an insulator, exactly. you could just have raw exposed wires. True. Just make sure the car itself would be the insulator. It's an interesting idea. This this whole idea of 3D printing is very interesting. It it does open some thoughts. Also, I'm pretty sure that windshield isn't 3D printed. No, probably not. Now, is this going to change manufacturing as a whole 3D printing? Probably not. But this the, the small-scale stuff and prototypes. Yeah. Prototyping, I think, is the huge thing, that you can do these rapid prototypes. Yeah, think about that. Think of Ford doing a, uh, a prototype car. They could do a body style over a weekend, try it out, decide they don't like it that much, scrap it, and then do, literally... Do focus testing. Yeah, do focus testing of how do you like the look of this car? Yeah, this may be okay if we want to do this. And then literally two days later, have a brand new body on the thing. So since this stuff is plastic, can you recycle it? I do believe so. I do believe you probably could just, just melt like it. Just like remelt it down? Yeah. Spool it out and use it again? Why not? Oh my god. I just watched the same, like the, the same six second clip again and again and again and again of these guys driving in this car. Okay. Crazy. Very crazy. I wonder... How much would it cost to 3D print a computer case? Probably not much. What would that look Huh. Because I'm, I'm thinking about making a new computer for the fall, for the winter. I wonder if I could go find someone with a 3D printer and 3D print a computer case. I don't know. You Design could... and, and then print. Yeah. It shouldn't be too hard. That would be kind of cool, right? It's because you could design it, paint it. You could still make sure it has the appropriate airflow. You could make sure it's big enough for all the components. Yeah, you just got to learn how to use some CAD software. Yep, 3D modeling software, really. Well, yeah, same thing. Uh, I'd say there's slight differences. Yes, but I feel like the printers are going to be running off of CAD software rather than 3D modeling software, which you probably oh, could find stuff. I think that the com the, the 3D printers are going to... Well, we, let's look it up. <laughs> What software does a 3D printer use? Because I have a feeling it uses things like Maya. I feel like it's using things that are more CAD-related. Have you found it yet? I'm looking. Google SketchUp 3D Tin Blender OpenSCAD and Tinkercad. Okay, so a lot of CAD 3D modeling hybrid software. Yep. <laughs> 3D Tin, simplest 3D software you can draw from your browser. What? It uses WebGL. Holy crap. 
Holy crap. That's crazy. Ah, no, undo, undo. Are you trying to draw something right now? Maybe. Dave. What? Close your browser. Well, don't close your browser because there's other <laughs> topics on there. All right, it's gone. All right, so we had talked about uh, the Tesla Model 3 a little while ago about how the fact this, that... This is their super cheap one? Yes, the one that was supposed to be $35,000. Okay. I say supposed to be because... Now, I take this with a grain of salt because this is independent studies done about this. Um, the price of batteries and such are not falling as fast enough Yeah, as fast as elon musk said that they were going to okay is this taking into account his new battery factory i'm not sure i have not read the report yet okay but the what they are saying is that by the time the model 3 goes into production yep it's going to actually cost about fifty thousand dollars that's a little more that is a little bit more um, I, I think that they won't do it if it costs that much. I think that he might try and take a wash a little bit on each of the cars just to get him out there. And in the beginning, I was thinking about that. But even when you take the wash on something like that, the idea is to make the money back somewhere else. Where would he make the money back in later models? Maybe no, no, no. I don't see that happening. Think of it some sort of as like a ramping up production, some sort of economy of scale sort of things. I don't know. I'm not an economist. This would be a Hans question, and he'll probably <laughs> send me a message about this later. I think that they, they will, they've got their target price, and they're going to have an upper limit beyond that. And if they can't get it below the upper limit, they just won't do it. They'll just delay the selling of the car? Yeah. They'll wait for the tech to get cheaper. True. And it is pretty cheap right now they and it's getting cheaper yeah this report is just saying it's not getting cheaper fast enough no okay so no tesla by what was the plan 2017 2017 yes just in time for that solar eclipse <laughs> at least it's not a solar powered electrical vehicle man i was driving to work and then that solar eclipse happened and i was stuck andy i know I, i've just been completely ridiculous batteries i know batteries okay any other car stuff before we go on um well just saying the advanced automotive battery research department and the national research council are estimating that in 2020 the cost of electric vehicle battery costs are going to be somewhere between 500 dollars per kilowatt hour and 225 dollars per kilowatt hour and tesla is a large range yeah um Tesla wants them, well, okay, so here we go. Musk suggests that within 10 years, so by 2024. 25. Yeah. Battery costs should be down at the $100 per kilowatt hour level. So, yeah, he's he might be grasping at straws at something that low, but who knows. We'll see what this when this Giga factory gets up and running. Oh, yep. Yeah, I don't think I've got any other car news after that. Okay. FCC. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, the comment period is over. Yes. The net finally. neutrality comment period is finally over. The the comment period that was supposed to last for like a couple days and ended up lasting for two months. Is now finally done. So now the FCC is going to uh, read the comments. I'll put quotes on that one. They'll probably have computers parse the comments. Yes, probably. Um, and they'll they'll probably throw out a lot of the form ones. And now it's out of our hands, basically. Uh, Andy? Yeah? It was never in our hands. Let's be totally honest. It was never in our hands. But yes, the comment period is over. Okay. It's up to the FCC now, which, on a side note, the FCC, we talked about how uh, AT&T and Verizon told the FCC that they didn't want them to increase broadband speeds. Definitions. Yeah. The, the definition of broadband. Where they said that, you know, four megabits is still sufficient to do... Anything that was currently identified with the Broadband Act. You guys don't need to increase the speed. No, no, we're, we should be okay with this. We're, we're good. It's all right. We, we promise. That's fine. For, it's, it's good. So uh, FCC Chairman Tom Wheeler um, said earlier this week during a uh, House committee meeting that um, his answer to them is no. He wants to increase the speed to yes. 10 megabits per second to define broadband as 10 megabits per second at least, 
and okay. he wants to have this issue tidied up by the end of the year. That is ambitious. That is very ambitious. End of the year is very ambitious for making a change like that. Oh, man, I just barely qualify as broadband. I know I don't. You don't? Nope. You don't get 10 down? No. What do you get? Let me do a speed test right now, I'll tell you. Loading speed test. Is he putting a, a, a lower limit on upload speed as well? Or is it just straight out 10 down? I I think most of the time it's just defined as a 10 down speed. I am currently at 1.5 megabits per second down. Holy crap. I have 10 times your speed. Okay. Yeah. You don't even qualify as broadband under the current rules. No. Are you paying for broadband? No. I don't I think we are paying for the speed that we are getting. Okay. This is the problem being in an apartment complex in a college town is there's a lot of big apartment complex owners. They own, you know, multiple apartment complexes. And so the ISP option is them. Right. So they can charge whatever speed they want to charge. Okay. I I have about 13 or 14 down and four up. I haven't had any issue with it. And like I said, I, I, I don't have any other options other than them. Yep. So. Okay. Well then. Um, Speaking of the the net neutrality stuff, AT and T yeah. came out with their plan for the net neutrality. Uh, let's not call this net neutrality. AT and T came out with their plan for the fast lanes. Yes. So the original idea was that the companies would be able to set up these fast lanes willy nilly, right? Basically. Okay. AT and T's proposal is that individual consumers would ask that some applications receive priority treatment over other services. So Fastlane. Yes, which is different than the FCC's current proposal, which allows Internet providers to charge content companies for priority access to consumers, but doesn't give the consumers a choice in the matter. With AT&T's plan, any arrangement between companies would have to result from one or more subscriber requests. So AT&T can't go to Netflix and say, hey, if you guys want faster internet speeds, we'll, we'll gladly take more money for it. This one now, the consumers will have to say, hey, AT&T, I want faster Netflix speeds. And then AT&T would go to Netflix and say, hey, our consumers want faster internet speeds from you. Can you pay us more money? How? I mean, that's. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if that's even an improvement over the original plan. How are they determining who is a legitimate request? I don't know. What is to stop us? Let's say we had money, lots of money. Okay. And under Verizon's plan, we would just pay them more for the fast lane. Verizon would say, hey, we've got fast lanes no, no, set up. Th- that's Verizon, right? Yes. Verizon's like, we, here's, your, here's money, give us fast lane. On AT&T's plan, we have to have someone request it. Yes. What is to stop me from saying, hey, Bri, here's $20, go request this to AT&T? I, I can't think of anything. What is what is there to stop me from going to AT&T and saying, I would like Internet Fastlane? There's a large hole in this plan. I know. Uh, the, the something, something about a monkey in a tuxedo? Yeah. The, according to Matt Wood, policy director for the consumer advocacy group Press, Free Press, said, It's kind of a nice try by AT&T. And we agree with the first premise that if it were user-directed without paid prioritization, that could be okay. But it's a complicated word game that they're playing. So on the surface, where it says, hey, the consumers will drive... Yeah, except they really aren't. No. This is still a terrible, terrible idea. It's just, it's got a, it's got a little bit of a sheen on it to make it look good. Gilded shit. <laughs> it's golden, but it still smells like poo. Because it's still poo. Yep. Monkey in a tuxedo. Nice. Thank you for I that learned it. I learned it from you. I know. It's been a while since I brought that one up. Yeah. I still maintain it's a monkey in a tuxedo. It might still be a monkey, but it looks like a damn dapper monkey. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Amazon. Announced a crap ton of new Kindles. Are they new? I mean, there's, there's like, one of them I saw was, was new. That I'll grant you one. that. The kid one is brand spanking new. Okay, so two of them are new. There's, there's the Fire HD Kid Edition. Yes. With, like, a rubber case so that it, it bounces instead of cracks. And if they break it, it gets replaced. 
No questions asked. So that is a, a $50 insurance policy built into it. Yes. Um, Fire HD has been around. May, did they update it? I, I don't know. I think they just basically dropped the price and added some new colors to the case. Okay. Oh, what's new? Fast quad-core processor, front and rear-facing, and five-color options. Okay. Uh, so there's a $99 Fire tablet. That's pretty nice. There's the $380 Fire HDX 8.9. <laughs> that is for the 16-gigabyte version, by the way. The 64-gigabyte version is $480, and that's with advertisements built in. If you get rid of the ads, it's $494. There's also the brand new Kindle Voyage, which is well, like... So, so then there's, there's the Kindle. I'm going down the list. There's yeah. just the, the Kindle. Yeah, the new, just basic Kindle. They added a touchscreen. Basically, okay. yeah. 80 bucks. Not bad. It, it's a Kindle. Yeah. Although for $20 more, you get a tablet. And then the Voyage, formerly known as the Paperwhite. No, no. This is the Paperwhite on steroids. They still have okay. the Paperwhite. This one, uh, I do believe it's thinner than the paper it is indeed thinner it's got a higher Uh, screen is it's why do you need a higher resolution with e-ink oh believe me i i i want to actually go and look at this and compare it to my paper white and just see how much that screen difference actually looks okay it it does have the the coolest thing i think about it is the flush bezel so the paper white the screen is sunken a little bit yes right the the edge the bezel is higher than the screen yes on the voyage it is flat that could be interesting Granted, I'd really rarely have my uh, paper white out of the case, so I don't know if that would be interesting. Useful. Yeah. I like the adaptive light sensor, though. Cause the, you mean the thing that cell phones have been doing for six years? I know. That I wish sometimes would be on my paper white, because sometimes I'll be, I'll be reading it outside, so I'll have the screen all the way up, and then I take it into the bedroom, and I turn it on, and I get blinded because it's all the <laughs> way up. You'll, you'll still get blinded, Andy. Oh, because it will adjust after it's turned on? Right. Okay. Well, that's less exciting then. Yeah. But I like how the, the Kindle Voyage without the special offers and with the 3G, $289. That is a lot for a Kindle. Yeah, for, for an e-ink Kindle. Yeah, 290 bucks. although that is with free 3G connection. Yes. It, it's not really free. You're paying $70 once, but why not just get the Wi-Fi only? I don't know. Save yourself the $70. Is it really that important that you get your books when you're not like at a Starbucks? Or a McDonald's or any of these other places that have free Wi-Fi now? Right. I mean, everybody's got free Wi-Fi now. This is ridiculous. So, new Kindles. Yes. Lots of new Kindles. Yes. Uh, noticing they aren't really talking about their phone. Nope. Because that one... Uh... That, that was a bit of a failure. Yeah, what the, they announced it right around the same time as the new Galaxy, and then the new iPhone came out, and still it was, uh, yeah. Now it's only a penny, no, sorry, now it's only a dollar, though, with a two-year contract, and a free 12 months of Prime, and then you're stuck with a Fire Phone. Right. But there was a good little piece of uh, information tucked in to the press release there, near the bottom. Oh, really? Yes. What's that? The Family Library. What? So Kate and I both have Kindles. Kate got hers first, and we've got the uh, Amazon Prime with the video and the shipping and all that jazz. Um, but for some odd reason, all that the fun stuff with Prime, like the lending library and the free book every month and all that fun jazz, was specific to a single account. Yes. So I couldn't get all the fun stuff because I was not Kate. Right. So what? Did so I- this is why you have two Kindles, both registered to Kate. Yes. This is why my... Kindle app is registered to my father. Yes. Okay. That seems to have worked. Um, well, now it doesn't need to because they are doing family accounts, basically. Now, does it, the friend accounts, really? Yeah. Right? Like, this is the same thing Steam did with, like, yeah, family share that you're going to use with your friends. <laughs> you can link your account to your spouse or partner so you can share apps, games, audiobooks, video content, the whole nine yards. Okay. And you can have up to four children accounts, so you can control their uh, usage and such. Oh, God. (laughs) So they really do mean family. Yeah. Two adult accounts and four kids accounts, and that's it. But, But I'm an adult, but want to be on my dad's account. 
Well, you could be on your dad's account as a child, and then he could give you free reign. Okay, so what happens to the books I've bought? Does he see those? No, I do not believe so. The list of shareable content doesn't include movies and shows purchased and downloaded individually. Okay, so the books, yes. But I don't want him to see the books that I've purchased. Well, he already can if it's under his name. No, no. well, but I, I do it on my account so that oh. he doesn't see it. Well, then you're screwed. Or I just keep using his account. Yes. Which has worked for me. Well, fine then. You can be that way. I will. Okay. But for you and Kate, the spousal thing. That could work. That that probably works out nicely. Because sometimes I feel like Amazon must think Kate is bipolar. I'm telling you, Andy, they can tell the difference. I'm not sure about that because it's... It's like, oh, you searched for this recently, and you searched for this recently. Maybe you'll be interested in these things. And you're just like, well, that one's mine, that one's Kate's, that one's mine, that one's Kate's. Have I not done this to you yet? No. What is this? What did you just send me? Click that link. This is, uh, okay, what am I doing with this? Just click the link. I did. Click the test me button. I did. And what does it say at the very top? Should be your browser fingerprint. Your fingerprint appears to be unique among the 4 million tested so far. So anyone using that computer, it is uniquely identified as that computer. Ah. Based on the plugins, based on the time zone, based on your screen, based on the system fonts, based on all the options that you have that the website has access to, it can figure you out. So Amazon just is just glumping us together just because? Yeah. It's easier that way. All right. But they do know the difference between you until you start both using the same computer. Well, that's not going to work. So we got any other topics? Uh, NVIDIA. What are they doing now? Something silly like the Shield? Nope. They made a new graphics card. It's a really nice graphics card. Like a really nice graphics card. And it's actually uh, not nearly as expensive as some of their top ta- top tier cards. You mean they're uh, not going to have to spend $3,000? Just 550 Just still a lot for a graphics card. But it, it's like a top tier graphics card. Just it It's more efficient, so it consumes less power. It runs cooler, uh, and it, it does it better than their, their slightly older cards. And so to play around with it, a bunch of engineers at NVIDIA recreated the moon landing and modeled it using this new graphics card and were able to refute all the people who were debunking the moon landing. <laughs> nice. So you could there's there's a gallery here you can look around and see the computer generated image versus the actual image. Uh, in fact, if you scroll down you see it says rebuilding Apollo 11. Don't read the text, don't read the caption. Just look at those two images and tell me which one's computer generated. Left? Correct. Yes. But, like, wow. Yeah, that took me a second there. So this is their new graphics card, and they they actually solved some of the, the problems that people were worried about as far as the lighting. They did a lot of research about the components of the lander and the, the material makeup of the moon, and it's just really cool. No, that is. That's, that's kind of funny. It's one of those things like, oh, let's create a model of it and then see what happened. Yeah. There, they said there, there was this, like, odd light that they couldn't figure out what the source was. Yeah. And it turned out to be uh, Buzz, uh, and one of them, I think it was Neil Armstrong was the one with the camera. And it was his spacesuit. Ah. It was the suit reflecting the sunlight. Nice. So, yeah, that's a thing. Huh. And this is a really gorgeous video card, too. Did you just glance at Julie's picture? Yeah, like, what the <laughs> hell is going That's a giant sunflower. That is a very large sunflower. Yeah. Right, so we should probably get to uh, random review and such. Yes, it's your turn. Yes. Um, I was going to review the Settlers of Catan app on my Android phone, and then I realized you never actually ever reviewed Settlers of Catan. Really? Yeah, no, if you look at the... the, the if I, I went through the I, list. I believe you. I believe you. It's, it's not that I don't believe you. It's that we're going to review the Settlers of Catan. Do you want me to bring up some of your other previous reviews? Shush. Go ahead. Like I said, I was going to... Settlers of Catan is a board game. Yes. With a random board every time. Yes, it changes all the time. You you place out these hexagons that represent different resources, and it is a resource management game. Well, it's normally, what, four players? 
Mm-hmm. Two to four. It can be more with expansions. Yes. It's a four-player game, and there are... It's the first one basically to ten points, but there are multiple ways of getting points. So there are different ways to win. And having read, uh, I think Wired did an article about this many moons ago. Having read the amount of time and effort that went into designing this thing, it's pretty damn balanced. Yes. Yes, your, your original opening situation, can't, you, you can kind of screw yourself in the beginning. But even if you don't get ideal placement on this randomized board, everybody seems to have a shot of winning this thing. If the dice favor you. Yes. That is the part of the problem is it, a lot of it is based off of... Chance. Yeah, chice. Chance with the dice rolls. Chice? Chancy dice? Sure. It's a new word. Deal with it. Do I have a chice? Right. Moving on to that one. Uh Uh-huh. So there are uh, many versions of this game out there now. Like we were playing, what, the, the Star Wars? Not Star Wars. Star Trek version of it over Labor Day weekend. But still, the basic game is pretty fun. It's also pretty cheap. What, about 15 to 20 bucks now for the original? Mm-hmm. No, it's got to be more than that. I'm staring at 20 bucks at Target right now. Wow. All right, it's cheap. Yeah, 20 bucks for this game. No, wait, sorry, that's the, uh, that's the card game. Okay, I'm, that, so it's not 20 bucks. Let's see. 38 bucks. Yeah, so $40. Yeah, sorry. Target's website is not that great. It's okay, so $40 for the board game. We can normally get a game done in, what, about an hour? Maybe a little bit more? Depends. A game of Catan? Yeah, it depends on the dice Three rolls. Three players goes a lot faster. Also depends on the dice rolls. But it's a game I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, that's why I got the Android app version of it on my phone. Yep, it is, it is a gateway game. Yes. Catan is a gateway game. It's easy to learn. It's not very complex. There are many ways to win. So it's not clear who's going to win until the very, very end. And because of all that, it's a great game to pull people in who grew up with Family Game Night being Monopoly and Sorry and Scrabble into the much more modern, updated world of board games. It's, I put it along the same lines as sort of like Ticket to Ride in one of those intro games. Yep. It's like, if you have Ticket to Ride, if you have Settlers of Catan, I'm trying to think of another good intro game. Pandemic. Pandemic. Pandemic setup, though. That one, that, that's always a killer on me. What do you mean? The amount of time it takes to set up Pandemic off the bat. Five minutes. It, I could, I dial. We, we had it down in under five minutes when we were playing it a lot. Mm. What do you need to do? You set out the cubes, you shuffle the one deck, you pull out the event cards based on the number of players, shuffle that deck, and then you you draw for where the starting cubes are. I don't know. It felt like when I had to set it up by myself, it took longer than five minutes. Ah, well, because you were setting it up by yourself. You get everyone to do something. Well, yeah, but if you're the only one who's ever played the game, it's... Then you would say, hey, shuffle this. You shuffle that. You split this out into one, two, three, four different groups. And then I'll put one of these in each of them. And then we need to shuffle each of those four. And then we stack them together. All right, you're done shuffling that first deck. Okay, pick three cards. Put one cube in each of them. Pick three more cards. Put two cubes in each of those. Pick three more cards. Pick three cubes in each of those. All right, we all start in Atlanta. Everyone ready? Let's go. I feel like you're oversimplifying it, but... Next time we ever actually play it, should time it out. Okay. I feel like I have to get the new box, though, so I can get the expansions. Because I've got the old-school original Pandemic. I have the old box and an expansion. I thought the card backs are different. I don't think so. Unless you got one of the old expansions. I, I got the old expansion. That's why. Okay, now I can't get the old expansion anymore, and so... Because it was discontinued. Yep. There's more expansions? I think there's two expansions now for Pandemic, but we're not talking oh, about crap. Pandemic. We're talking about Catan. Yes, which there are also expansions for. There are so many expansions for Catan. There's the the fishers and and seafarers. There's the five to six player expansion. Uh, there are Catan boards because it's just these little cardboard hexagons. And so there's been a lot of third party people building boards. Someone even made a Catan table where it's it's like sunk into the table. Hmm. There's big Catan, there's little Catan, there's lots of third-party stuff for this game. There was the, uh, oh god, I remember that one. There's there's someone who made a 3D Catan board. Oh jeez. So the wheat is like a little field of wheat. The mountains are actual mountains. 
That's crazy. It'd be cool to look at. There was that one giant game of Catan. There was, was the Gen Con world record setting game of Catan. Yeah. Someone made a Catan. Wow. The Catan cookbook recipe roundup. <laughs> what? Someone made a cookbook called Wood for Sheep, the unauthorized settler's cookbook. That's funny. Settlement mozzarella salad, city pot pies. That's funny. Welcome to South Catan, y'all. So yeah, it's Catan. beans and, and hush puppies and kale. Wow. This is just, this is impressive. So I like it. We have our own version of it. I've got it on my phone. So it's a thumbs up from me. Dave? I, I love it. I've got the Star Trek version of it. I've got uh, a board that I backed. Oh, here's a cheese one. Cheese and fruit. Ah. Oh, oh God. I want to play on that Catan board. Grapes, apples, strawberries, chocolate chips, uh, what looks to be apple cinnamon, apple sauce things, and then the the oceans, quote unquote, those those hexes are all waffles. Oh, that's funny. Oh man, that looks so tasty. So Anyway. Catan. It, it's a good game. Yeah, yeah, Catan. It's fun. Yeah. If you haven't played it, try it out. If you have played it, hey, break it out again. Fun to go back. Yeah. If you're looking for where to play it, I mean, go to any game store and they'll probably have a demo copy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Show. Show. Random topic? Yeah. Okay. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. If you were in Starfleet, what yeah. division would you be in? Oh, do they mean, like, command science engineering? Do they mean... Well, okay, so the the question also in parentheses follows command, engineering, medical, oh, okay. tactical, operation. So it, it's where would you be on the ship? I do believe so. It's not where would you be in Starfleet? No. Where would you be on the ship? Yes. Huh. I don't know. Really? Well, it would be some sort of science. You, you Really? Why? Where, where did you think I would be? Engineering. Okay, I can see. I, I could see that, yeah. You you are telling me that you'd rather go on science than as, as an engineer? No, i probably want to be an engineer. I'd be specific, though, to what? Communications engineering? Okay. I wouldn't be a horror, though. No, no, I have a horrible... I'm horrible horrib- ear. I have a horrible ear. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be the communicator, but no. you'd be supporting the communications equipment. Yes. Which is what you do now. Yes. So... Okay. That just fits perfectly. I'd probably... So... <laughs> You know what I'm doing is I'm going back to when we played Quintet ah. and thinking about what everyone was. Uh, Bry was engineer in that. I think I'd go either tactical or command. I like the idea of captaining a starship. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that. What's so funny, Andy? I, 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 honestly, I'm sorry, but I can't see you in command. You can't see me as a command? No. Why not? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure how to take that. I don't know. Uh, okay. Andy doesn't see me as command material. But you see yourself as command material. I see myself as, as I could go into command. Would I make admiral? No. But nobody wants to be admiral. Everybody wants to be out commanding their own starship. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's people who wanted to be an admiral. True. But, you know, all the, all the captains from Star Trek, they always want to be back out on their ship. Yeah. Nobody wants I, to be I, stuck in dry dock for the rest of their lives. Desk job also true I'd, I'd be willing to take a shot at command what was the name of that game the quintet quintet still out there multiplayer space game yeah uh, there was another one that's a little more complex called artemis ah yes that was the one i was remembering but quintet was the easier to access one that we all played gotcha okay so andy would probably be in engineering i'd go for command although andy thinks that i wouldn't do very well there and that's it right yes i think okay. that's about it yeah you, you want to finish it then i guess that's a wrap then there you go this has been another episode of the random access podcast if you have any questions comments concerns corrections suggestions remarks reviews rebukes retorts or just rants feel free to contact us you can find us on twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.